This is Miller's Edge on Tide Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Tuscaloosa, it's a talking Tuesday here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, 1230 a.m. WTBC. We got a lot to get in on the program on today. Going to be a fun show. I hope you're buckled in, you're ready to go. We're going to get past the LSU win. We'll put a bow on that one and get you ready for Kentucky as the Alabama Crimson Tide will hit the road to take on an SEC East opponent, the Kentucky Wildcats. And it uh, should be a fun game. Alabama get the win, and they are in. They get the win on Saturday. They are the SEC West champions, and they're probably going to take on Georgia, maybe Tennessee. They're still in the running. Georgia's got to play uh, Ole Miss this weekend, and then they hit the road to go the good old Rocky Top. So some work to be done for the Bulldogs, work to be done for Alabama. Uh, we don't count automatic wins around there because Kentucky's a good football team, and, of course, Anything happens on the plains at Auburn. Corey Miller, Pastor Payne, Christian Miller, two-time national champion and captain. Justin Jones is in the house. Noah is in the house. Guys, it's a talking Tuesday. Uh, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about Kentucky. We'll put a bow on LSU. And, uh, of course, basketball last night eh, at the uh, Coliseum. Two checks in his first uh, DJing at the Coliseum last night. Christian, I it looked pretty hype down there. How you doing, man? I'm good, yeah, and he, he did. He did a really good job. It looked like he had a lot of fun. I had fun going to the game. Obviously, they took care of business, and I'm not going to get too in-depth about basketball right now. I mean, they face Moorhead State, but I'll tell you one thing, though, man. Grant Nelson, I mean, he is fun to watch. That dude, uh, he is a beast, and I remember watching his, you know, his tape when he was transferring in, and I thought, I was like, man, this guy's going to be special. He's obviously... A phenomenal athlete. I mean, especially for a big guy. I mean, this guy's listed at six eleven, but the way he, he, you know, he can still move around. How athletic he is, and I mean, he was driving and dunking on people. I mean, he's going to be fun to watch this season. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a fun game. Um, I thought they they looked really well. They shot the ball uh, pretty good. You know, defensively, they could have done a few things better. But again, Grant Grant Nelson uh, led the charge, twenty four point seven rebounds, uh, two blocks. So, I mean, he, he's going to be special. Really fun guy to watch. But, yeah, it's fun. And, and you're right, my brother. 
Uh, two checks is my brother, by the way. It's Corey Jr., but that's his DJ name. He's the official uh, Alabama men's basketball DJ. So if you do attend a game in Col- Coleman Coliseum, you'll be able to hear him and his music in between breaks and pregame stuff. He does a really good job. So that was fun. But um, we can dive into some more basketball probably down the road once they start, you know, playing some, some, some more meaningful games. But talking about, you know, Alabama, uh, LSU, we're just putting a bow on that. Again, a very, very good win there, right? I mean, we talked a lot about it yesterday. If anybody still wants to ask questions or talk about it, we definitely can. But I think, you know, what's said is said. I mean, what's been done is done. You know, Alabama took care of business. Jalen Miller with a really good performance. Offensive line, obviously playing much better. We talked about the improvement that we've seen week in and week out. And that's carried on through last week. Hopefully they, they continue to do that. Um, like you said, they got to go take care of business against Kentucky on the road, which I think they will do. But obviously, you know, going on the road in an SEC game, uh, it can be hostile. It presents some challenges, whether it's the crowd noise, atmosphere, whatever. Uh, but I think they're going to continue to trend in the right direction. I think it looks to me like this team has their head on straight. But I will be honest with you. One thing I want to talk about, I was talking to Gary. I'm actually in the studio. I'm looking at Justin right now. It's nice to see his face. It's been a minute since I've been in here, but uh, good to see Justin in studio. But I was talking to Gary uh, Harris on the way in here. He was talking a lot about the Dallas Turner hit. And I guess there's still just a lot of conversation about that hit um, on the national level. People really still talking about it. People really frustrated with it, uh, thinking that he's a dirty player, that it, everything was intentional. So we can talk a little bit more about that because um, I yeah, that was on my uh, on my my shot sheet too. I just didn't it. mention. Well, you know, I wanted I hit you up last night, but I wanted to go on the Miller's Edge extra to talk about that because my favorite guy in the whole world, Fox analyst, Fox play-by-play Tim Brando with his crazy nonsense uh, fired me up again last night. So I was like, I don't want to just do it on my own. I want to put that on the Miller's Edge extra. But of course, I want to put this out today too. So wait, you said what? You wait, you said he fired you up. Well, because he says stupid stuff. I mean, it, not just him, but it's just people in oh, general. Oh, you, you meant like he made you, fr- I, you, you, you frustrated. Oh, okay, me when, you, when you say fired you up, normally that means like he went at you, he attacked you. So I was like, oh, wow. No, 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 no. he didn't attack oh, me. Oh, okay, well, that, that's what that means. He might as well attack me because his comments made me fired up. I got you. Well, I, you want to go ahead and talk about it? Because I, I haven't seen what he said. Well, I'm trying to pull up uh, his tweet. Then there was, well, somebody else had this tweet. It might have been college football or something. I'm trying to go. And, that, oh, and, uh, I, and I think I did see that one. Look, 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 well, while you look at that. And they had multiple shots of Dallas Turner. Well, I was, uh, I was about to say, while you pull that Texas up, I, I know what you're hits. talking about. Yeah, so the reason I think this is a conversation is because people are going back to the Texas game where Quinn Ewers was hit by Dallas Turner. It actually looked pretty similar in terms of, you know, putting his helmet through the chest and, and – Carrying his body weight on top of the quarterback, um, and Quinn Ewers getting knocked out of that game. I think he what, what do you, you break his collarbone or something like that. And then you fast forward to the the Jaden Daniels hit. It looked very uh, you know familiar, right? Very similar type of hit, following yeah. through the hit, yeah. landing on the quarterback, hurting him. And then I think that the other two you're mentioning was the face mask against Ole Miss's quarterback last season. Uh, where he about ripped his head off. That that was an ugly, <laughs> an ugly play. Was it, inten- oh, no, was was it intentional? And, and, I don't think it was intentional, so to speak, but it definitely was an ugly play. I mean, that, that looked scary to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest with you. And then the other one was he kind of pushed the quarterback's head in the dirt after. That obviously, that's Ole Miss game, too. Yeah, that's Ole Miss. You can, you can say that is kind of a dirty tactic, whatever, right? That happens ah. all the time in football. But I could understand maybe that one. The face mask, in my opinion, I don't think was intentional. It definitely wasn't pretty. 
but I don't think he was trying to do that. And then the two hits, which honestly to me are the, the main topics. Right. Again, not targeting, right? He's driving through contact. He's putting his eyes right under the, the quarterback's chin pretty much. He's not trying to go helmet to helmet. You right. know, he's hitting them at the top of the chest right below the chin. To me, that's fair. That's clean. At least growing up, that's how we always were taught to hit. You know, eyes under eyes and then follow through, you know, drive through contact. But what he's doing is he's kind of pile driving the guy and putting his body weight on the quarterback. I talked about that yesterday. Is it is it dirty? In my opinion, no. Because, I mean, I used to naturally do it because as a defender, you want the quarterback to feel you. It's not like you're trying to say, oh, I'm putting a bounty on him. We're trying to knock him out. But it's like I want him to feel my presence. I want to, I want to stick him good, right? And so – the only thing I'll say is, and I mentioned this yesterday, in the NFL, 100%, they're going to call rough in the passer every single time, right? And there you're going to get a fat $30,000 fine on your chair when you get back to the office on Monday. That's a fact. But at the same time, would I consider that dirty? No, not really. Like, I mean, like, you're just following through the hit. Right. And you're just, you know what I mean? Like, and people got to understand, when you're playing football, it's fast, it's physical, it's violent. You don't have time to sit there and go, all right, I'm going to beat this tackle with this move. Then I'm going to drive to the quarterback. I'm going to hit him. And as I'm falling, I'm going to gator roll off of him so I don't land on him at all. Like, that, it's almost impossible to do that. Like, you yeah, can't. Bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. do that and, and make that split-second decision. Right. I get it. So I get it. I just I don't understand why people are just so quick to say, oh, he's just a dirty player. I mean, dude. like Because it, people are. They're just tired of Bama, honestly. They're just looking for reasons to, to hate on Alabama, in my okay. opinion. I mean. Look, and I'll, I'll shut up and pass it back to you. You talk about it. I mean, look, if you want to say, like, Namadon, whatever, Sue. What, I can't even pronounce his first name. Ndamukong Sue. Ndamukong Sue, right? I would probably consider him somewhat of a dirty player just because some of the tactics he's done over the years. But to go as far as saying Dallas Turner is equivalent to that or on that level, that's a reach, man. It's not not even a reach. Right. That's, that's that's bogus. That's, that's not that's even right. idiotic. Exactly. Let's be honest. That, it's, it's idiotic and it's... It's just a haterade of people trying to find something to hate on this young man. But let me just go back to it. I said on yesterday, matter of fact, Digger called up toward the end of the show, right? He's a Texas fan. He goes back when a Dallas Turner hurt the quarterback of Texas last year. Alabama won the game. So he obviously goes back and he brings this all this whole thing up again. But not just him. Not just I'm not picking on Digger. But it's it's everybody, all these people out here trying to like Tim Brando, who quote X to a quote tweeted, however you want to say this crap, of a college football, uh, I guess the name is college football something, rep or something, uh, Reddick, uh, tweeted and with these uh, different shots of Dallas Turner making sacks. Now let's go back to the initial hit on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. It's textbook, okay, for all you clowns out there that think you understand the game and are saying all this foolish, here's, here's, let me just teach you something. This is what they teach. This is what I've been taught since I was playing football to what I I taught my own kids to, to Pee Wee League how to tackle. It's textbook. Don't duck your head. Keep your eyes up, right? You strike. You look. You see your target and you strike it, right? We know that uh, targeting, if you duck your head and crown of the helmet and a uh, defenseless player and all that good stuff, you hit him in the head, target. Well, he didn't do that. He hit him in the upper part of his pads, which his face mask did graze the chin of Jaden Daniels. That happened, okay? But the other thing is he got the flag because he used his body weight to drive the guy in the ground. That's roughing the passer. Right, Carl? It's not dirty. In a game, 
when a defensive end, outside linebacker, edge guy, whatever you want to call, whomever it is, right? When you're blitzing, when you're rushing and you're going full speed, and once you launch and engage, you can't come out of it, right? He struck him and took him to the ground. Great hit. I loved it. And if it was my player that I was coaching, I would say do it again. Because as I said yesterday, you don't not trying to hurt a guy permanently, but if I can put a guy in the medical tent and, and a guy like Jay Daines, and we're gonna put him in the medical tent. I promise you, I'm gonna coach my see, guys. See, but when you when you say when you when you can't say stuff like that because when you when you when you say stuff like that, it basically retracts everything you just said about no, no, it being no, no, legal. No. Oh, but no, I'm gonna no. tell my guys to do like to I'm hurt somebody. Tell my guys, not hurt them. You just said that. I, you just. But if I can, you make, make no. You can't for two do, 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 do. between injured and hurt. We all understand that. No, there's he'll be fine. He wasn't hurt by the hit. He was hurt because his head, back of his head, hit the turf. That's what, where the concussion came from. You're saying two different things. Hold on, let me finish. But my, my point is, the game today is soft. They have taken football, real football, away from the game. Now, everybody want to sit here and cry and complain about that hit on Saturday night. It was a great hit. They looked at it. They looked at it and they said it wasn't targeting. Right? By the rule. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't targeting. If you want to call roughing the passer based on how he went down and used his body weight, I'm fine with that. But I'm just saying, I'm teaching my guys on defense to strike. The problem is defensive players today, they're scared, even in the secondary. They're scared because we got a stupid, dumb, darn penalty uh, rule that says, hey, they call targeted, your guy's kicked out for a half. Right? He's kicked out. So these guys now are afraid to play physical football. That's why we see... A lot when Jane Dane was running free, these guys weren't even hitting him. They was holding him up. Why? Because they are afraid to get a penalty and be kicked out of the game. That's a problem. All right? There's there I know what dirty looks like. Believe me, I, I've been dirty before. There are times in games you get caught up in the emotions. It happens. It's freaking football. It ain't powder puff. It ain't flag. This ain't two-hand touch. This is SEC football. You're going to have these things that occur sometimes. They don't occur every game. And for these people that's calling this kid dirty, he's not dirty. He's playing football, right? And this is why everybody's not built to do it. Everybody can't do it. Everybody don't want to take those kind of shots, right? They want to sit back on the couch and watch it and drink the beer and eat chicken wings, but they don't want to go out there and take those blows. Only a few, only a few that can do what these guys do. So it makes me mad to hear people like Tim Brando and all these other people talking about dirty and all. Get the get the freak out of here. I mean, this kid is not a dirty football player. Is he a physical football player? Absolutely. And I love it. I'm saying me personally, I love it. And, and the way I was brought up, and I know the game has changed, right? And somebody said this, I think it was Josh Payton said this, and he's right. Football, back in my day, that that's, that's all day, every day, twice on Sunday, right? That's how we played. We played to knock people out. We did. We're not trying to permanently injure them, but we played. If we can knock somebody, oh, you're going to get the business. That's the old school in me. I love it. And unfortunately, we don't have enough of these old school dudes. Georgia got several of them. Alabama got one in Dallas Turner. I wish other guys would take on this type of aggression. Because you know what? When you play this kind of football, even if he didn't get knocked out of the game, he's going to start looking around. You know what? I said this early in the game, Christian. 
You know, you want to have a mouthpiece in your mouth and not put it in your mouth? Oh, we're going to make you put that mouthpiece in there. What is this? Uh, you show, like, What is this putting a mouthpiece in your mouth and not actually having it in your mouth? You're referring to Jaden Daniels kind of with the half mouthpiece yeah. in like he Steph Curry. With, uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams. All these, yeah. Like, what is it? Why do you even have a mouthpiece if you're not going to freaking use the mouthpiece? Well, guess what? He'll put it in now. <laughs> when you take that shot in your chin, you, bet, you best put that mouthpiece in. Right? So... My, my end point is this. It wasn't dirty. Could you call rough in the past? I'm fine with that. I think it was the right call, but it was definitely 100% by the rule, not targeted. It's textbook, teach and take, tackling, right? And how are you going to ask a 260-pound dude running a 4-5, when he launches to wrap up, that how are you not going to fall on top of a quarterback? I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why I said something needs to be changed. And now defensive guys are scared because they can't hit anymore because everything is looked at as targeting. First thing, if you go strike a guy, they're quick to want to throw a flag. Everybody's screaming target. Oh, that's just that and the third. And it is changing games. It's taking very good football players out of games because the rule is absolutely stupid. It's absolutely stupid. So, you know, whomever. If you understand the, the textbook of tackling and how you teach tackling, that was perfect. It wasn't targeting. That's perfect textbook tackle. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 205-342-9904. I know we're up against the break, man, but this right here fired me up. But I tried yeah, to give us the game. It clearly does. But, I mean, but yeah, here, because here. it's taking away the freaking oh away from we football. We get it. We get it, dude. Like, it's what? taking away from the game. Uh, then we, go, we then go, go, go. Make it flag. Make the game flag football then. <laughs> That's what you want just make it flag football. I mean, touch. Dude, you, you act like we've never seen this before. I mean, it's, it's even worse on Sundays. I mean, so I don't know why you're crying about it right now. It is what it is. It's part of the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like we can sit here and whine about it and cry. Oh, the people, who cares? It's part of the game. Like no, but to call the kid dirty and all and try to make your who cares what honestly I I could care less what they say. But you and I both know it's a clean hit. Like I said, the only part about it is what and, and what they called was roughing the passer for you know putting your body weight on the guy after the tackle. Even though I don't even necessarily think that should be called roughing the passer. Because think about it, you can go tackle it a receiver be. or a running back and go put all your body weight on him, and they don't ever call that. It's just about protecting the quarterbacks, which I don't, you know, it is what it is. All I'm saying is, again, just let me be clear. I agree with what you're saying. I agree with all of that. However, I just don't know the point of us, like, even, like, oh, like, it's not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to go with? The I SEC, they go tell them, let's go players. tell Greg Sankey, right? Yes, I mean, they I know, think they're doing that. it. <laughs> they think they're doing it to protect players. And, I mean, Listen, I, I don't I, know. I was sitting here and worried about, you know, CTE and everything else, right? When I can't remember something, I understand it. But, you know, it's football. And guess what? I would freaking sign up for it again every day because that's what makes the game, the game great. And when you play defense, buddy, when you know this, you want to strike fear in the, the, the offense. The game is set up for the offense. You can't touch them. You can't jam them off the line of scrimmage. They call them fouls. Back when I played, as I said yesterday, you want to come into the bright patch, these little cute receivers and look pretty, we're going to stick you. I'll tell you that. You're not just coming. You're not getting free releases. You're not just coming across the middle of the field. You want to go down the middle of the field? That safety 230 pound coming to strike you. You don't have no fear anymore on what with the offense, right? This is why they're scoring 50 points. This is why they got 700 yards of offense because they don't let defensive freaking players play defense because back in the day, that wouldn't happen. I can promise you. And if I was coaching, 
I'm telling you right now, my dudes, we're going to put fear. We're going to take some penalties. But you know what? You're not going to just come right here and be cute with your mouthpiece hanging out your mouth. We're going to knock that mouthpiece out your mouth. That's what football is all about. we got to hit a break. we got people on hold. 205-342-9904. This is the Middle Edge on the Tide. 100.9 is the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, 1230 AM WTBC. Your phone calls on the flip side. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll be back in a moment. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon, mostly sunny, the high 81. Fair tonight, the low 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high also 81. Thursday, increasingly cloudy, a chance of showers Thursday night, the high Thursday, 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tuesday, 205-342-9904. Chris, you know, I, I told you I was going to get back into the gym. I think that's why I got my energy, man. I got my fire. I got up. I got on my phone. I went online. I joined Move Fitness this time and uh, went to the gym, got me a good hour and 15-minute workout in, drank me a protein shake, a healthy protein shake, and then I came over to my, my spots, my cigar shop, the Maduro Room here in Lexington. Mike, uh, who was the owner, let me do my show in here because I needed to, after the workout, still smoke a cigar just to calm down. So I'm hanging out here in Lexington. We're going to probably do some podcasts here, too. Uh, they love what we're doing on the Miller's Edge Extra. So I'm hanging out here at my good friend uh, Mike Fellas, or Mike Falls, excuse me, at the Maduro Room here in Lexington, South Carolina. 205-342-9904. You want to take some calls? you got anything you want to add before we hit the phone? No, I, honestly, please, can we move on? <laughs> Well, you go ahead. Let's, let's uh, take it to the people. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Lewis has Lewis. been, yeah, Lewis has been on hold for since the beginning of the show. Let's head on over to Lewis. Lewis, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Hey guys, I really enjoy your show. Hey, I, I just got a quick question for Corey. Uh, I, I, I know we're going to get off this subject pretty soon, but you know all this weeping and gnashing of teeth that the LSU fans and the sports media is doing over Dallas. Uh, Turner's hit on uh, Daniel during the game. What would Lawrence Taylor's uh, comments be about that, Corey? What was, I'm sorry, what was the last part? What would LT's comments be about that hit? <laughs> it would be what I just said, but with some pro- profanity added to it. <laughs> I can promise you that. I mean, listen, man, we, we wanted to put fear in the offense, right? We wanted quarterbacks to fill us. We want quarterbacks, even when we didn't get the sack, we wanted to hit them. 
and they have taken that away uh, from defensive players because that's a big deal. If quarterbacks are nervous in the pocket, you remember when he was talking about, uh, what was it, Everett, Jim Everett and Happy Feet, and, and he was nervous and he was scared? Like, back when we played, man, they were calling out LT, calling out Pepper, calling out me, because they knew certain things were going to come. They knew shots were going to be fired, uh, so to speak. And um, they played a little nervous. And now quarterbacks is like, they play the game like seven on seven, Lewis. Right? They just, because you can't touch receivers, right? They can't jam them. You can't reroute. Uh, you, you know, you can't hit them really aggressive when they catch the ball. And, and so offensive players are playing really free. They're playing really free. Corey, and uh, that's a problem. That's right. Corey, how big did those quarterbacks' eyes get when they looked up, looked across the line and there was OLT foaming at the mouth man, trying to get fired up to get them? <laughs> they were scared. They were scared, a little scared. I, I, I remember watching those games on TV. You could tell. And Christian, I got a question for you. You're on the, you're down there on the field. Uh, you both have a, a, a comment about this probably, but I think Jalen Milrose's progress has just been exceptional. And I, I know uh, during this rest of this season and in the off season, he's going to work on that short short passing game, get a little smoother on that. I think he'll get better and better. I think he's going to be a Heisman candidate next year if he stays healthy. I'll, I'll hang up and see, see what y'all say about that. Appreciate that, Lewis. I mean, well, some people are already moving him into some of the Heisman conversation right now after last week's performance. Obviously, still would be a long shot. Um, but just the fact that he's finally getting a little bit of recognition and a little bit of noise um, behind his performances, I think is great. But you're right, just seeing it up close and personal. I, again, I hate being the, hey, we try to tell you guys, but we've been saying this since fall camp, and you can go back and listen to the old shows if you'd like, right? We saw what he was doing in the scrimmages. We saw... You know, his playmaking ability, uh, not just with his legs, but with, you know, with his arm. We saw his, uh, you know, how much he had improved as a passer. And we were just were saying, you know, just let him keep getting more experience. He's going to get better and better each week. Again, I mean, it's not, we're, we're beating a dead horse at this point, right? I mean, you guys heard it. We've been saying it. So we're not, we, are we shocked personally? No. Um, because we knew what he was capable of. And we knew as the season progressed, he'd only get better and better, right? Because that's what happens when you gain experience, right? You gain confidence, you get more poise, you have a better understanding. Plus, I think Tommy Reese is starting to finally, finally kind of understand what he does well and, and starting to call things, uh, you know, that suit him better, right? That's what we also have been saying. So um, I agree. I think he'll definitely improve. Now, you know, obviously sometimes some guys kind of, you know, I won't say the digress a little bit, but it, it can happen. But if I had to guess, knowing his work ethic and, and just seeing how he's improved uh, every single week of this season, I, I think he'll be a much better football next season because he already is a really good football player right now. And uh, I'm really excited about his progression. He obviously has improved exponentially as a passer. Um, but now that he's able to trust in his athleticism and not worry so much about, you know, I mean, like, yes, you want to keep your eyes downfield, but if there's an open lane right there, you need to take it. You got to take advantage of it. And now that he's starting to finally do that, I think his game is going to elevate even further because now they already had to respect his athletic ability, but now seeing that he's he's not afraid to just scramble out of the pocket and take off, that adds a whole nother layer to his game. So yeah, I think he's definitely going to keep taking that next step. He's a phenomenal football player, and I'm not. I won't be surprised that this year's over. Uh, they will have his name in that Heisman conversation because he has that potential to put together big games, uh, Lewis, like he did 
on Saturday night against LSU. Back to the phones we go. Cindy, thanks for holding and being patient. Welcome in. You're up next. Hi, Pastor. You know, I admire your passion. I'm much more like you than I am, Christian. Christian, I admire your measured take on things. But I am like your dad. When I get on a subject and a roll, I can't let it go. Um, I was listening. This is something that I didn't know until this morning. Um, you know, Alabama started that game nine of eleven on third down. Five of the third down were, excuse me, five of those nine were completed passes by Jalen Milrow for ninety-three yards. So I know some people like Joseph are calling in and saying he wasn't as sharp on the deep ball as he usually is. I'll take five for five on third down any day of the week. Yeah, no, I definitely would too. I mean, and I don't know, there was a couple throws, a, a couple deep balls that might not have, you know, hit like they had in, in recent weeks. But again, folks have to understand, like, the guy is human, right? You're never, you're never going to be perfect. Like, as an edge rusher, there was games I'd have where, where my, my go-to speed rush move just one really hit in that game. I, mean, I couldn't really explain that. I just it wasn't there. But you're right. I, I think just if you just look at it from the eye test, sometimes you kind of are deceived a little bit. But when you really look at the numbers, like you just presented, Sydney, you'll realize um, he definitely played a really good game. And again, I mean, the guy set rush, like a rushing record for a quarterback. I mean, I don't even know why we're even complaining. We just beat a team that a lot of people didn't think we could beat. We went toe-to-toe with them offensively, which was led by Jalen Milrow. I, I had said this at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. As a football player, it doesn't matter if you, how you get it done, as long as you get it done. It doesn't matter if you're throwing it, running it. It doesn't matter. As long as you get the job done, that's exactly what he did. And, and certainly people well, are going to only- really to try to find something because with Jalen, I mean, there's some people still not. It is what it is. But they're going to find the negative in everything. Listen, he's not going to be perfect in every facet of the game. I mean, Tom Brady misses guys. Peyton Manning misses the guy. I mean, some of the greatest players, Patrick Mahomes, don't always play great. I mean, but uh, he finds other ways to win, right? Even the deep ball wasn't working. As you said, he was very sharp, sharp on point in those third down passes. And that, those are the ones that people said the short, intermediate ones he can't throw. And he made exactly. those on Saturday night. And he's also seeing his running backs out of the backfield. And he's getting up toward the line of scrimmage and doing jump passes and lob passes to these guys. That, we, that wasn't part of our game at the beginning of the season. And that makes us extremely dangerous, I think. Yeah, no, the, that that pass to Jam Miller uh, that on that wheel route where he floated right over the the defender's head uh, with a beautiful touch that that was phenomenal. And then when he was kind of roaming around the pocket, and then he kind of dumped it to uh, Jace McClellan for yeah. that big. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, those are those are great plays, and, and those are the type of plays that you'll see as he continues to gain confidence. And that's what it just looked like. He looked like he was kind of feeling himself. He was feeling a lot more confident, and that's that's when those plays are going to start happening. So I think we'll see more and more of that. Um, and I know we're kind of, you know, the season's almost done, but I think, you know, where he's starting to play some of his best ball and that's what you want out of a guy you want you or a team in general, you want your guys to play their best ball right around this time. And then we're finally starting to hit our stride. And I think that's what we were hoping for. And that's what we're getting right now. Well, I'm going to finish by saying this. We hope the season isn't almost over. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know what I mean? The regular season. I know. I'm kidding. And lastly, I just wanted to say they were fluid. Quarter. The offense was fluid this game. This is the first time they've been fluid. They've been herky-jerky in one game, but they were fluid, and they they looked clean. They played clean. Yeah. They were sharp. It was just, it was so enjoyable to watch an offense that seemed totally functional. 
That's right. Well, I mean, and it starts up front. That's why you have to tip your hat to the offensive line because they, they did a really nice job in protection, but really uh, they excelled in the running game, getting great movement up front. You know, being able to run the football effectively like that, that opens everything else up. And you're right. It was nice to see that. The offense had phenomenal balance. You know, Milrow had 219 yards passing, but we had 288 yards on the ground to go with that. So a very complete performance, in my opinion, from the offense. Oh, not to mention zero turnover. So a really nice job by the offense and the play call by Tommy Reese. Yep, I hope we see similar stuff um, at Kentucky. Yeah, they, I think we will. I think Cindy, we're going to see the the offense of Alabama continues to evolve, continue to see more wrinkles. Uh, because as uh, Coach Saban talked about, you know, the, being more comfortable as a player, the game slows down, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, he gives you a little bit more. I like to throw out the whole sharpen the number two pencil and drop some more plays. I think utilizing the, the other skill guys, you know, uh, the laws and the printers and other guys, you know, the, the pop passes, the, the quick screens, the zip, you know, plays out in the flat, moving the pocket, which helps the, the offensive line and protection, things that I've been screaming about for weeks. We saw a lot of that uh, in this ball game against LSU. And then people are starting to try to, to prepare, right? They're going to sit on tape and defend it, but then you make other little wrinkles. That's a part of just playing this chess game with coordinators. So I'm excited to see what Tommy Reese can continue to do with all these talented football players on this offense. Have a great Cindy, thank you so much. Thank Always you, Cindy. Appreciate your phone calls. Back out to the phones we go. We'll head to Romulus and speak to Tommy. Tommy, thanks for holding. Welcome in. Hey, guys. How y'all today? Wonderful. Good, Tommy. Well, you know what the best thing about Saturday night was? After the game, I heard peace and quiet and contentment. I propped my feet up because we was blocked in, and it was just silent. Like, nobody complained. Say, oh, we just got lucky. Oh, LSU had another two minutes later won the game. No, we played a complete game. We really haven't done that in two years. It was so nice. To just prop up and drink a Coke. I didn't have no Mississippi mud. I was shortchanged this week. Very unhappy <laughs> about that. But, but, it was just very, very content. And I was very happy. What else can I say? Let's get after them Wildcats. Let's start focus on them. Can't take nobody lightly. Nope. And I'm really getting tired of hearing this crap about Melrose, what is sharp. I thought he played a heck of a game. I was impressed. I was proud of him. I'm seeing growth every week. And that's what we want. Yeah, that's what that's what we want. You want growth and development each week, and that's what we've been seeing. And again, nobody's going to be perfect, right? But I mean, looking at his numbers, and he still was 15 to 23 for 219 yards, zero turnovers, right? So yeah, you miss a couple throws, but 15 to 23 for 219 is not bad at all. I think what happens is he's unfortunately he's a victim of you know the, you know we're looking at him not we but some people are looking at him through a microscope right they want to see every little thing he does and they're just trying to nitpick every little thing and it's unfortunate because you don't really see that out of you know some of these other players but unfortunately he's got that under him but I'm proud of him the way he handles it because you know he never seems salty never seems frustrated he's always very happy and then just ready to go get back to work and that's what you want out of your quarterback a resilient guy a confident guy and that's that's what Jalen Milrow is he's a classy young man I absolutely mean, that's all I got to say no oh, God. all right Tommy hang in there let's get that Mississippi mud pie ready to go 
because I think we're going to close out this season on a uh, nice run. I'm feeling that. All right, we've got to hit a break. We're still going to get to your phone call. Let's see Mike from Opelika. Can't wait to talk to you. It's been a minute. And others on hold, 205-342-9904. It is a Talking Tuesday. You may hear a little bit of Nick Saban as well on the flip side of this break. Again, tell you about the good friends over at r Cigars. Reagan and Randy got the mansion popping, rocking, and rolling. They've they got the, the uh, humidor restocked. they got the bourbon restocked. I was just over there just this past weekend hanging out, watching football. I mean, just a great place to relax and hang out on the porch. The weather's nice in Tuscaloosa this week. Chris, it's like a little springtime. Um, so go sit on that porch, man, and watch some TV. Always great to hang out there. R&R Cigars, 2703. It's on 6th Street. Go see Reagan Randy. And go see, hey, little Raina over there running around, too. She's rolling, and she's running the joint. Uh, she's running things over at the R&R Cigars. That's Ray, Raina and uh, doing a great job for R&R Cigars. Hit a break. Come back. You call us. Back in a moment. is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. So, you know, no new thoughts after watching the LSU game. Uh, There's you know, probably the most complete game we played all year, um, especially the way we executed in the second half. I thought offensively, you know, we controlled the line of scrimmage. We had great balance. Jalen played really well, obviously, you know, being the player of the week. Um, But, you know, I think that, um, you know, this team has created an opportunity for itself. So everybody's got to make a choice on you know, what, what do you want to do to prepare and to continue to play at the level that we're capable of playing at and to continue to improve? And, um, you know, I don't think this is a time for anybody to be complacent. Um, I know that even Sunday morning when I got up, you know, I was like, wow, I'm tired, you know, but you got to go, man. You got to keep going. You got to keep grinding. You got to keep um, focused on what you have to do to get better and to prepare for the next game because, you know, Kentucky is completely different type of team uh, than what we played against a week ago and what we did last week is not going to have any impact on what we do this week. Um, they're tough, they're physical, they're well coached. You know, um, you know, Coach Stoops does a really, really good job with his team in terms of, you know, the competitive character that they play with and the intangible that intangibles that they have and, you know, they're six and three. Uh, and, you know, they've got some really explosive players on offense. The quarterback has played really well for them. They've got great balance on offense. Their defense is tough and physical and uh, really well coached in terms of what they do. Uh, you know, uh, Barry and Brown is really good uh, returner. So th- they've got lots of good players, uh, very challenging preparation uh, for both sides of the ball. There's Nick Saban Monday at his presser talking about the of LSU and the Kentucky Wildcats. They hit the road uh, to take on Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. And speaking of tired, he sounded exhausted, Christian. <laughs> he sounded exhausted. But the big point in this um, opening statement was we can't be complacent. 
we can't let our guard down. We got to stay hungry. We got to stay on a mission because these types of games, if you go down there slipping, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats can beat you. Yeah, I mean, they are a solid football team coached by Mark Stoops. I'm surprised we haven't had Jeff from Tennessee call in, you know, and he's a huge Kentucky guy. I ought to get him to give us a breakdown on them. He gave us a little bit of one early on, and uh, you know, yeah. heading into the season. But, yeah, no, I mean, they're a solid team. And, you know, going on the road in the SEC is always a challenge. But I think we're, we're up for the challenge. We played solid on the road, uh, honestly, this season. So as long as we carry that with us and, can, and we carry the momentum that we have, that we've played with in the past couple weeks, um, I think we're in good shape. Um, you know, just don't want to make too much of it. But uh, at the same time, you do have to understand that, this is a big game, and it means a lot. Even though you're tired, like Coach said, you got to keep your foot on the gas. You got to keep on rolling. Now is not the time to let up. You know, you, you can. Could you imagine if you you went through all these trials and all these challenges, and then you let one game <laughs> going on the road against Kentucky uh, slip you up? But anyway, I don't think that's going to happen. But I know we're running short on time. We've got people lined up on the call, so let's uh, head back out to the phone lines. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys about our good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Again, Spine and Sport Chiropractic right here in the heart of West Alabama. Go check those guys out. They take care of you for your, your sports-related trauma, injuries, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. So come and discover how that form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original causes of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're like me, you sleep wrong, you're always waking up stiff, always sore, make sure you go over and check out Brian McDonald and his team. Uh, at Spine and Sport. They'll get you adjusted. You'll be feeling better than ever. You'll be feeling brand new. So again, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at Spine and Sport Chiropractic right here in Tuscaloosa. Again, you can uh, find those guys here. You can contact them at 205-345-8102. Again, that's Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Let's go to Mike from Opelika. Mike, it's been quite some time, my friend. How are you? Mike, you there? I think we might have lost Mike. Let's keep it moving. We'll keep Call it back, going. Mike, if you, uh, you know, if you uh, drop the phone or whatever, we'll take you, uh, put you right back on. Let's go to Biscuit Bruce. There Biscuit we go. Bruce, you're up next on the Miller's Edge. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to be quick, but I got three major things I want to talk about. First. You got time. Me. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to set up a fundraiser and for charity. And what I want is a cage fight, and the cage fight is going to be between you and Tim Brando. Are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Count Lord. me in, Biscuit Bruce. Count me in. Okay. okay. I, I figured you would, and, and uh, I'm going to be your tag team partner because he's the biggest <laughs> idiot there is in sports casting. I don't, I don't know if y'all remember, but several years ago when the SEC won eight, national championships in a row every year for eight years he picked somebody else to win so finally on the ninth year he was correct and that's all he wanted to talk about not that he was one in eight but that he had finally picked somebody to win the national championship <laughs> besides the southeastern conference what an idiot okay the next no. thing i'm tired of is how come every time alabama plays a team when we get through beating the brakes off of them, they were not really as good as everybody thought they were. We oh, played the man. number one offense in the country, and now we got people calling in saying, "Oh, don't overrate this win." Don't uh, they? LSU really wasn't as good as everybody thought they were. Well, they was one of the best teams in the country 
until we played them. I get sick and tired of people going, oh, that was an overrated win. They really ain't that good. And and final, the final thing is, I, I, I've had it up to here with, and Nick Saban must be an idiot because he got on this radio conference a while ago and said that Jalen Milrow played a good game. Although we have a caller who thinks Jalen Milrow is a piece of crap, can't play football. So let me ask you this. Here was his whole six-month thing. What are we going to do when we run into Tennessee and they got him figured out? What are we going to do when we run into Texas A&M and they got him figured out? What are we going to do when we play LSU and they got him figured out? Well, guess what we did? We won all three games. So get off of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. did you notice that Jaden Miro's shirt wasn't tucked in one time? Are we going to get that picky about I think we all know where this comes from. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I'm sick of hearing it. This anyway, y'all do a fantastic job. Can't Thank wait till y'all's Bruce. program is on from a, I can't wait till y'all's program is on from 11 to 2. That's all I look forward to every day. <laughs> it's only 12 and y'all still being on. <laughs> well, Biscuit, thank, you, thank you so much for the support, man. And no, and those are all valid points. I mean, and that's why it's it's so frustrating that, I mean, it's week, I don't even know, what was it, week 10, 11, whatever it is in college football, right? And that's still a topic because, again, I mean, the guy has done so many things that people thought he couldn't do, right? Even a lot of the people that support him now, you know, had some doubts going into the season. And I get it. You know, they didn't necessarily see behind-the-scenes stuff. That's what we kept saying. Just relax, right? He's the guy for the job. And the only thing I, I, I just, my rebuttal to anybody that's still talking about him is who else are you going to put on that freaking field? Y'all got to see the other options against South Florida. You saw the other options. If you still are, <laughs> I don't even know why I even have to say this, but it's the last time I want to say it. If you still yeah. are questioning, there's thinking somebody else should be out there. You are an idiot. Well, and no offense to the, no, no offense to the other guys. Well, I'm just saying, no offense to the other guys by any means. But I'm just saying, clearly he's the guy for the job, and that was proven against South Florida, and it's been proven week after week after week after week. And so, if you think otherwise, you just you're just hating at this point. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm done with it. But go ahead. I don't, I don't like Taylor Swift at all. But Justin, when there's a song called "Haters Gonna Hate Hate Hate," something like that, all <laughs> you got to do is shake, shake, shake it off, shake it off. I don't know if Justin might can pull that one for me. He can find but, that. Yeah, he can find it. Let's go out here. Speaking of haterade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking, am I looking correctly? It's my man. I love him, though. Diggy, what's up? You up next. How's it going? It's going, Digger. Listen, it's going. Look, listen. I, and again, about Milrook. He's a quarterback from Texas, all right? And I picked it. Look, after the Texas game, I said, he's your best chance to win. Okay, but come on, give me a break. That is a very bad defense that y'all play. Okay, and he's not a Heisman candidate. Okay, he will be next year. Okay, and trust me, he is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but he's not a Heisman candidate. Okay, next he's not. year. He hasn't next earned year. it. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Now, real quick. Oh, man, Miller, I want to ask you simple question. <laughs> Do you like the chop block? It used to be legal. It's not anymore. Did I like okay. it? No, I didn't like it. But you know what? Okay. We, we were, we were Do trained you, out of 
Do you like it when an offensive lineman comes and finishes off the play until the whistle blows around the scrum when it's a running play? I love no, it. it's illegal now. Okay? I love it. Do you like it when the receiver gets behind the cornerback and y'all said, oh, do not let him score a touchdown? P.I. Grab him, tackle him, do not let him catch that pass. That's smart okay? football. That's smart football. It's you call it smart football, and I agree with you, but you're also perversing the rules. It's a rule. Don't it do is it. It's a rule. But, but the rule is, hey, you know what? They said don't hold, but they hold, right? That it's part well, of the yeah. game. Well, I mean, everybody rules is in the game. You're gonna, the rules are going to be broken in the game of football, whether it's you meant to do it or sometimes just get caught up in the game. I mean, it's yeah, the rules, but, but I'm saying you can't tell me that, that that was targeting with Dallas Terry. It was not targeting. They looked it was at not it. targeting. Look, you know me. That's I all, brought that up yesterday. It, it wasn't, wasn't targeting. And he but wasn't he, being dirty. He landed on him. This is the third time he's done that. This is not WWE. That's the third time he's done that. You can't turn a flip. You can't turn a flip off the top rope. I mean, what you want to do? It's 260. Have you ever engaged in, in making a big tackle like that? You know how hard it is to try to not fall on the guy? You can't stop your momentum. That's all. He's not dirty, man. I'm sorry he hurt your quarterback. But people get hurt in football. It's a gladiator sport. I'm sorry. We got to go dig. But let's call back tomorrow. I'm going to talk more about it. I know Christian don't want to. I mean, I, I just I just don't know what else there really is to say because we've already said it. Like, it was not targeting. We've got that out of the way. He landed on the guy. That that falls under the rule of roughing the passer. They they call the flight. I just don't know why. Like, if people want to call him dirty, they can say whatever they want. People can say whatever they want yeah, about anything. I just, so, I'm just one of those people. Was a dirty player. Right. Yeah. You know, I, what I think about it's Nicky unfair. Jones and the head slap. You remember the Yeah, I remember. Team. No, I remember the head slap. I now, do remember head that. Head slap, man. Slap in that ear hole. You knock him out just like that. <laughs> no, I, trust me. I, I get you. But look, all I'm saying is. Look, it is what it is. People are going to say whatever. They, they, they've been hating on Alabama and, and us as players forever. Who cares? You know what I mean? It is what it is. But anyway, we got to get out of here. It's been another fun episode or show on the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports and 1230 WTBC. Remember, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's arch support experts. Big news sports coming up next. We will see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Hey, Crimson Tide fans.